quitting alcohol and drugs has completely changed my life. I am a completely different human to when I was drinking and drugging. <laughs> and if you have ever wondered what it is like to be sober, then this is definitely the episode for you. I'm gonna go through the reality of quitting alcohol, what it is truly like to live a sober life. And I'm basically gonna share my journey through the last four years because I am now nearly four years sober. And if you had met me four years ago, you would not even recognize me. <laughs> So welcome to Split Open. I am your host, Amy J. This is the podcast where we split apart the deep topics of life and open you up to a better relationship with life and yourself. I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review the podcast and subscribe if you are listening on YouTube. All right, so I am almost four years sober. I may actually be four years sober by the time this gets out to you, but four years, no drugs, no alcohol. Now I'm going to give you the very short version, otherwise we'd be here all day. I was basically using alcohol and drugs to escape reality. Now, I was not in addiction, I wanna clarify that. I have not gone through addiction. I have known people very close to me who have gone through addiction, so I have an understanding of that. But me personally, I did not go through addiction. Either way, I was using alcohol and drugs in a negative way, in a toxic way. By the end of it, I was not having a good time. I was just taking drugs, drinking alcohol to kind of escape reality, to numb how I felt, not deal with my shit, basically, right? I didn't wanna face stuff. And then I got hit by a car in Toronto and got flung into the air, landed on my head. I was fine, obviously, I'm here <laughs> talking to you, but I'm very grateful that I got hit by that car because something like that puts, things into perspective right and it makes you think makes you take that step back it forces you to take that step back because you're like holy crap I could have died here and it makes you appreciate life and it makes you look at life and what the hell you're doing with it right so I got hit by a car and I was very lucky in a lot of ways because the people I was starting to hang around with they didn't drink and drug either or if they did it was like one glass of wine every two months or something right so I have to outline that that when I did decide to stop drinking and taking drugs, I was surrounded by people who were already doing that. They had already decided to stop or they weren't really big drinkers and didn't take drugs and that kind of thing. So I know that if you wanna get sober or try it, now obviously I'm not saying you need to go cold turkey and maybe you don't wanna go cold turkey. Maybe you're not interested in quitting alcohol completely, stopping taking drugs completely, whatever it is that you do, but there is this sober curious movement now, if you haven't heard of it, it's basically just being sober curious, which is probably what you are anyway, if you're listening to this, right? So it is about thinking, okay, well, this, this time I'm not gonna drink. I'm gonna go out like I usually do, but I'm not gonna drink this time. And testing the waters and seeing what it's like and seeing what you gain and the perspective that you can get, right? Because if you go out and you're sober and you're sober by choice and you're doing it to see what it is like, then you already have that perspective of awareness of like, of trying to figure it out. You will see what it is like to be in a room full of people who are drunk and you are stone cold sober and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> because a lot of us have been sober, right? Around a bunch of drunk people, but it's usually because you're driving or you have to get up early or there's, there's a reason, right? It's not usually because you are just deciding to be sober and to see what it is like to go somewhere sober to see if this could be your life instead. So it's got a different lens, right? You're looking through a different lens when you're like, I'm gonna try and be sober and see what it's like, as opposed to being like, I'm the designated driver, so I'm sober, right? 
So I decided to stop drinking alcohol and taking drugs. And as I said, I was in a very advantageous position because I was surrounded by people who were also doing the same thing. If this is not the case for you, then yeah, it's probably gonna be difficult, right? If everyone around you is drinking, taking drugs, if your whole life is around drinking and drugging, then it's gonna be difficult because this is the first thing that you kind of have to do, right? Is you have to tell people. I mean, you don't have to, but you will have to if your entire life is about drinking and drugging or if your friends are doing it. If you all of a sudden show up on Saturday night and you're like, I'm not drinking, I'm not taking drugs this weekend. Everyone's gonna be like, what? (laughs) Are you all right? Do I need to take a temperature? So yeah, in that scenario, you're gonna tell people and you have to brace yourself because they're not gonna understand. And okay, obviously some of them might, but generally even really good people right your best friends who have your best intentions at heart people who love you because drinking not drugging so much but drinking alcohol is so normal it is standard for most people right it's gonna baffle their brain they're gonna be like you're not drinking what are you what say it again (laughs) it's just not gonna compute right? And okay, obviously, if they are genuinely good people and they genuinely love you, they'll wrap their head around it. And they'll be like, all right, cool. They might feel a bit weird about it, act a bit weird about it, but they'll accept it, right? And this is kind of one of the first things that I realized. When you tell people, you soon learn who your people actually are because the people that love you and care for you, all right, not drinking and drugging may seem very weird to them. They may be a little bit uncomfortable if you're stone cold sober and they're going around, going about their usual antics, but the people who push you, people who try and force you to drink or take drugs or whatever, the people who don't get it, the people who are like, you're a loser, like don't even come out then, or people like that, it's gonna open your eyes, right? You're gonna realize, okay, those people can go F themselves because they're obviously not your friends. They don't really care about you. They just want you to get drunk or high or whatever with them. Misery loves company, right? (laughs) So yeah, this is a big thing that you will learn very, very quickly if you do decide to stop drinking and drugging or at least drastically reduce it. But this is a good thing. This is a great thing because then you can just cleanse your life, right? You can be like, okay, these people are a-holes. They can go, goodbye, don't have space for you anymore. And then you can just focus on the people who care about you, who understand your decision to not drink anymore. And honestly, that felt great for me. It was very warming because you're already looking at life through a different lens. You are taking this step back and thinking, okay, do I wanna drink and drug anymore? Is this what I wanna do with my life? But then you get an even better perspective of the people in your life and who you're spending your time with and who you're wasting your time with. Now, in terms of telling people, you have to figure out your way of telling people what you wanna tell them, how you wanna say it, because this always threw me off. I didn't really think about what I was gonna say to people. And obviously telling your closest friends, your closest family, that should be easy in a lot of ways. Obviously not necessarily for everybody, it depends, but this circles right back around. If it is hard to tell certain people that you don't wanna drink anymore, then that's an issue. There is something there that either needs to be cleared up or that is a person that needs to be removed from your life. It should be, okay, maybe a little bit uncomfortable to tell people because it is going against the grain. Most people drink, right? It's weird to people when you're like, I don't wanna drink anymore. But if you are downright 
scared of telling certain people and you just don't want them to know, definitely look at those relationships. But the weird thing is telling people, maybe work colleagues, acquaintances, people you know, but you don't hang around with all the time. When you go into parties and things like that, right? And people, oh, can I get you a drink? Oh, we're doing shots, come do shots and stuff like that, right? When you're in a social setting and you kind of just need to tell people. <laughs> so as I said, this always threw me off because I'm. it's like, okay, I'm so, oh no, I don't drink. And that's okay. You can say I don't drink. But most people aren't just going to be like, oh, okay. They're gonna be like, what, why? No, have a drink, come on, have a drink, right? And it's gonna be that peer pressure. And that's when it's gonna get weird and you're gonna be like, I wanna crawl up into a hole. It's also when you're gonna think, maybe I should just have a drink, all right? It's a test. You're gonna be tested over and over and over again, especially if you go cold turkey and you're just not drinking and drugging anymore. And obviously that was my experience. I'm not sure what it would be like if you're just being sober curious and being sober here and there. I'm sure it's simpler in a lot of ways because you know, you're sober this time, but next time you'll be drinking. So people won't be as like, what? <laughs> and you won't have to deal with it as often. But yeah, so I would say, try and figure out what you wanna say to people and also realize that you don't have to say anything, right? Not, the whole world doesn't need to know that you don't drink. The whole world doesn't need to know why you don't drink. So for me right now, I just say, oh, I don't drink. If there is a follow-up to that, like, oh, why? No, come on. Uh, like, no, I don't drink. I'm good. Thank you. People don't need to know why. I don't drink. If they push me, I don't drink. You just reinforce that, right? I do not drink. That is all they need to know. Now, before I would kind of fumble around and be all awkward because it would be like, oh, no, I don't drink. And then people would push. Oh, why not? Why don't you have a drink? No, come on, have fun, have a drink. And then I'd be like, oh, well, I don't, uh, I, I just, when I was drinking, it wasn't very good and I was in a bad place and it was problematic. And I'm like trying to explain it without kind of explaining it. And then, and what's interesting is when you say something like that, right? People assume, oh, she was an alcoholic. Oh, she was an addict or something like that, right? Which is, true for some people but it's not true for me and I don't have a pro if people think that I was an alcoholic an addict whatever they can think what they want right but yeah I was trying to explain without fully explaining and it was just awkward and people don't really like these acquaintances they don't really care right they just want you to get drunk with them that's all they care about they don't want your life story so this is what works for me try and find what works for you like I said I would recommend just saying I don't drink if they push it look I've already said, I don't drink, okay? And this is also a good test because when you are sober and there's that peer pressure, obviously it's testing you in the sense that it would be very easy to just take that shot from someone or to say, yes, get me a drink, right? But it is also testing you to stand up for yourself. Like I said, I would get all like flustered and awkward trying to explain why I don't drink. And yeah, I felt awkward because I was the odd one out. I was the weirdo that came to the party that wasn't gonna have a drink or do a line or pop a pill or whatever. And that's the reality, right? It's gonna feel weird when everyone else around you is drinking and taking drugs and you're just there like, hello, with your glass of water. <laughs> but that's a good tip I'll give you. Always have a drink in your hand. If you're out and about, if you're at a party, whatever, have a drink in your hand, glass of water. I always have a glass of water. People assume that it's like vodka and whatever. But circling back, it will test you to stand up for yourself, to not be awkward, to be confident in your decision. 
to not drink, to push back when people try and pressure you into changing your mind, because they will. Because people always want those around them to join them in their drunkenness or their druggingness, <laughs> their highness. You know what I mean. But personally, this is something that I love. I love pushing back when people are trying to force me. It's like, no, I don't drink. And being confident in that. And you can see it in some people's faces where they're like, damn, like, okay, got it. And you can tell, obviously, some people admire it. They may not say that. Some people do, which is also nice when they acknowledge and appreciate what you're doing and can understand it. That's a very great feeling when people get it and they're like, fair play, fair play. But yeah, as a very shy, introverted, awkward person overall, since I've stopped drinking, having to having to push back to people and stick up for my choices in life, I've gained so much confidence. And this is something that I've gained overall. And it's one of the biggest things that I've noticed since quitting drinking because so many people hide behind drinking. You can be shy and quiet and then you have a drink and it's like, well, hey, I'm letting loose. And you become a completely different person. That's why a lot of people drink. That's why I drank a lot of the time to come out of my shell. I didn't know how to be confident in myself. No, correction. I didn't know who I was. I had no idea who I was because I was shy and introverted when I was sober. I was this loud, crazy, fun woman when I was drunk. Now, obviously, I'm both of those, right? I am an amalgamation of that because obviously if you do drink, doesn't mean that you're gonna gain a bunch of confidence and let loose and all of that. Alcohol has different effects on different people, same for drugs, right? But yeah, I was very shy and awkward and not confident in myself, but the alcohol, just let it loose. But yeah, not drinking anymore, not taking drugs. What do you have left? You have to face yourself, right? And this is scary. It is so scary. And it is weird because you realize that you don't face yourself. You don't take time to figure out who you are, what you like, to find that confidence, that natural confidence in yourself. Because you just rely on drugs and alcohol to gain that confidence. You don't have to work at it because it's like, oh, I'll just take a substance. Half an hour later, I'll be buzzing, I'll be fine. You, don't, you basically don't have to do the hard work, right? And obviously I get the appeal. I get it, I've been there and we've probably all been there, right? It's easy, you just take a, take a couple drinks, take a couple lines, whatever it is. But other than the obvious health implications of drinking all the time and taking drugs and all of that, yeah, it has a toll on your physical body, but I would focus more on the mental side of things and the connection to yourself, to the world, to other people, understanding who you are. And like I said, finding that confidence in who you are, learning how to stick up for yourself and trust yourself. That's a, that was a huge one for me, learning how to follow my intuition, know what was right for me. That gut feeling, we all have that gut feeling. You know when things aren't right. You know when things need to change. You know when you're not acting in accordance to who you truly are to your core. And when you take out drugs and you take out alcohol, it is so much easier to tap into that. It is hard initially, right? Because, well, you have to get through that initial sobriety stage. So if you're going out every weekend, once you make the decision, okay, I'm not gonna drink and drug anymore, the weekend rolls around and it's like, um 
what do I do? Because <laughs> your default is like, oh, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to do a couple of lines. I'm going to do that, whatever. You're just going to go get messed up over the weekend. And when you're not doing that, it's like, okay, I've got to fill my time with something else. And that can be overwhelming. For me, it was awesome. I was like, oh, what can I do? And obviously it's all perspective. It's all, it's all mindset. And this is my point, right? It's realizing the lenses that you're looking through in day-to-day life. So a lot of people, right? They're like, being sober is boring. How are you gonna have fun if you are sober? But the lens that you should be looking at is going, okay, I have all of this time. And I have all of this time to discover other fun things that do not include drinking and drugging because there is so much you can do. But if you go in in the mindset of, oh, well, being sober is boring, you're just gonna sit on your ass all day and not have a good time. And then yeah, next week you'll go out and drink probably. And like I said, it's about learning about yourself. So for me, going out every weekend and getting all dolled up, doing my hair, doing my makeup, wearing heels, wearing clothes and bras and things that just weren't comfortable, which is, I feel like another episode in itself, just ridiculous, the things that women do. But anyway, that is not me. Now, when I was going out and drinking and drugging, I felt like I had to do that. I had to get all dressed up and all of that because, well, if I didn't, I'd look like an idiot because everyone else was getting all dressed up and going out and all of that. But that is not me. And I knew that, like I hated getting all ready and all the time and I enjoyed it sometimes. And it's nice to like, you know, present yourself and doll yourself up and look nice, but doing it all the time just to go out and get wrecked. No, like it's so exhausting. So when I didn't have to do that, I was like, oh, this is so much better. I'm gonna put on sweats and I'm gonna read or I'm gonna watch a movie or I'm gonna just put on a pair of jeans and let's go play mini golf or whatever, right? There are so many things that you can learn about yourself and realize about yourself and be like, okay, right. That was not who I was. And truly learn who you are and understand who you are and be true to yourself from that moment, right? Because when you have that realization, it's like, okay, I was just doing this to please other people or to fit in or whatever your reason was for acting in a certain way that was not true to who you are. But all of this does take awareness. You have to have that awareness. But if you have decided to stop drinking or to play with it, you know, sober curious and all of that, you already have that level of awareness. You now just need to apply that to those times that you have decided to stay sober. So be more aware of the things that crop up. So like I said, I stopped drinking and drugging. So that meant I stopped getting myself all dolled up every weekend. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying the fact that I do not need to take time out to put on makeup and wash my hair and pick out an outfit and all of that. Now, if you are wondering what the hell do you do then on a weekend if you're not gonna go out drinking and drugging? Now, obviously everyone's different, right? You are gonna learn what you wanna do. You need to go out and try things. Even if you just start by Googling things in your local area, right? So for me, I loved going on hikes, finding new trails to go to, new parks to go and walk around. Getting outside really helps me. It helps everyone. Just going outside and going for a walk feels great go and find some green space, go and find a park or a hike or a mountain, a lake, anything like that. I think people severely underestimate the power of just getting outside. Even if you're living in a big city, find a park, some green space, some trees, some flowers, that kind of thing. It's just very grounding and it can clear your head and boost your mood and it can inspire you and 
make you think of other things that you want to try. So other things that I really got into were game nights with my partner and our friends. Obviously, a lot of people would do dinner and games night anyway, but there would be a bottle or two of wine or whatever. Eliminate that. Just enjoy each other's company. I think that's a good thing to do is, like I said, when you start to tell people that you're going to stop drinking or test it out, and when you realize who your people truly are, once you get rid of all the people who are clearly not your people, then you can spend more quality time with those people, right? And you can discuss things too. You can discuss why you're deciding to try out being sober and stuff, if you're comfortable with that, of course, but you probably will be around your closest friends, right? And they should support that as well. So if you're like, let's do dinner and a games night without alcohol, they should be fine with that. But when you do that, there's that emphasis on spending that quality time together without substances in the way, right? But even if you do dinner and games night with friends and they wanna have a drink, that's fine. Obviously in the beginning, you may be like, oh, maybe I will have a drink and it will test you. You're always gonna be tested, especially in the first couple of years, you're gonna be tested. Your mind's gonna be like, "Mm, maybe I'll drink now, but that's all part of it, right? And some other things that we would do as well are escape rooms. Now, if you've never done an escape room, find a good one because some of them are just terrible, but escape rooms are so much fun. And it's a situation where you don't really think about drinking because you're in the room and you're trying to get out and you just have to solve the puzzles and all of that, find your way through. You know, you don't have time to have a drink. You're not allowed to drink in there anyway, which is good, especially at the beginning of your journey because then you don't have to worry about wanting a drink and worry about being tested to whether you will give in to having a drink because there's not a drink there. You're just in the room, you're trying to get out. But circling back to figuring out who you are, some things that you can do, and I highly recommend doing these things at the beginning to get yourself solid in this whole sobriety thing, is to get into self-improvement and spiritual things. Now, if you're not spiritual, if you're not religious, that kind of thing, that if that throws you off, fine, I understand. But self-improvement, focus on self-improvement because that's what it all is anyway, from my perspective, from a lot of people's perspectives. Spirituality is self-improvement through connection. I'm not gonna go into all of that, but yeah, I think spending time with yourself, reading books on self-improvement, looking at other areas of your life, right? Because once you eliminate drinking and drugging, you have so much time. And it's not necessarily just about filling that time with other stuff. And it doesn't have to be like quote unquote fun stuff, like escape rooms and games nights and all of that kind of thing. But like I said, getting out outside in nature and connecting to nature is a huge one to ground yourself and to give yourself some clarity. Just walking around, listening to a podcast, something like that. Self-improvement books, YouTube channels, my podcast, hello. <laughs> but spending some quality time with yourself and listening to yourself, journaling, figuring things out. Like I'm sure, no doubt, you have things you want to improve. Maybe you don't sleep too well. Maybe you, you're a little hung up on a, a relationship that's gone a little bit sideways, or maybe you're not 100% happy with work and you can journal about that and figure it out. And because you have that time, rather than spending the weekend numbing yourself and escaping from all of these problems, however you want to phrase it, you now have that time to address those things because you're not escaping them and spending your time that way. So you can devote your weekends, your evenings to improving yourself, to improving your life and your outlook 
and your mindset because you will be tested. I've said it, but you will be majorly tested mentally. And it's all mindset, it's all perspective because you can easily sit there and tell yourself, life is boring now that I'm sober. What am I doing with my life? I'm just wasting it. I'm not having fun. Sober is boring. And if that's what you tell yourself, that is what is true for you. But if you sit there on the weekends and you're like, I've got all of this time. This is amazing. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to do some yoga. I'm going to journal. I'm, I'm going to call my friend and sort things out. And I'm going to look at work. And you know what I'm saying, right? There is so much more time to spend on yourself. Understand yourself. Tap into your intuition, that gut, and see where it takes you. Because you have that space in your life now. It's not just filled with drugs and alcohol. And if you're spending your weekends at home, working on yourself and not going out, hello money, hello money. I mean, obviously we know this is a major benefit of cutting down at least drinking and drugging. You're gonna have so much more money. And who doesn't want more money? (laughs) And there is something deeply satisfying about that. Once you start seeing how much money you save too, that's one of the things that pushes you that keeps you going because you're like okay it's ridiculous how much I would spend on alcohol and taxis and crappy food after a night out but back to the mindset thing so for me when I got sober it was 2019 so it was about eight months before COVID hit now as I said I was hanging out with people who were also sober or who didn't really drink or anything like that that said I realized very quickly that no matter what you do There was alcohol there. So me and my partner, we went to a comedy club and the tickets came with a free drink. So we're there with our tickets and it's like with a free drink voucher. And we were like, well, we'll just give these away because we don't need it, right? But there was always the opportunity to have a drink. You go to mini golf, do you want a drink before you go in? They even come around these days, do you want a drink? On your way around playing mini golf, right? There is drink everywhere. You can do pretty much everything and have a drink with it. And that will be so obvious to you obviously when you're not drinking you will be so aware of that and be like wow this is crazy that you can literally have a drink pretty much wherever you are whatever you're doing and again that is a test right you can either look at that and be like oh yeah well I might as well just have a drink then or you can look at that and it can really highlight to you how much of a problem it kind of is that you can have a drink wherever and whenever but after COVID hit my partner and I We were in Canada and we went to the UK and I hadn't seen my family and my friends for over two years and all of that. And by that point, I was over a year sober. So my first year, I was about to say it was easy. It wasn't easy because as I outlined, it was a lot of self-improvement. It was a lot of taking a good hard look at myself and figuring out who I was, that self-improvement side of everything. But in terms of tests and being in situations where I could easily give in and just have a drink. There weren't really many of those. So when we got to the UK and I was with all my friends and my family and they were having parties and things were going on because COVID was easing up and all of this, that was very interesting. Because even though I'd done all of this work on myself and I was a lot more confident in myself, my mindset was much stronger. I think there was a little element of, I don't want to say arrogance but yeah maybe like an air of arrogance where I'm like yeah I'm solid I'm over a year now I'm I haven't drank or drugged I'm not thinking about it really I'm I'm good but because I hadn't been pushed into situations where everyone was drinking and everyone was drunk and people were doing drugs and all of this 
when I was thrown into that, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm solid. I'm, I'm good, but oh, it was eye-opening and it was still a test. But in my experience, the first three years, you'll be tested over and over again. For me, it's only been the last year of my sobriety where I've been completely unfazed. That said though, the first year or two, when you do go to parties and things like that and you watch people get drunk, okay, it's somewhat funny, but being stone cold sober by choice and exploring sobriety and actively trying to improve yourself, watching people down drinks and get off their face is cringe. It makes you just want to curl up and die <laughs> because you know that's been you. You're watching people get trashed, act like complete idiots, fall over, twerk on the dance floor, get on the microphone and say silly shit from the DJ booth and all of this stuff, right? Pass out in the corner of the dance floor and you're watching it and you're kind of like, oh yeah, it's funny. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> I've changed my mind. It's funny when you're doing it and it's funny when you're part of it and it's funny when you're all laughing together and like when you've got a hangover the next day and it's like, oh, Amy, do you remember doing this? And it's like, oh no. And your friends are filling you in, right? And you each have a different piece of the puzzle and you can piece the night together and all of that. That's funny. You think it's funny when you're in it, when you're removed from it and you're watching it. Oh my Lord. It is unbelievably cringe and it is so questionable. And you're like, how the hell did I ever do this? Now, obviously this is my experience. I'm talking from my experience, but I can honestly say that watching people get drunk, it makes me sad. First and foremost, it makes me sad because alcohol is pure poison. It has zero benefits. You would be better off taking cocaine. I'm not telling you to take cocaine. <laughs> I'm simply highlighting that alcohol is terrible. And it makes me sad because people don't fully know, realize, understand, they are just conditioned to drink alcohol and it is so normal to get drunk, be an idiot, laugh about it with your hangover and your friends the next day. But it's also these scenarios where you feel cringe and you feel sad for people, but you're also very grateful that you have taken that step back and that you can realize that that, that is not how you wanna carry on with your life and you will be uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable. Like I said, even after I was like a year sober, going into those scenarios, the parties where everyone's drunk and all of this, I was uncomfortable because like I said, I was sad. Sad watching people just do this thing without even really thinking about it. But then I was uncomfortable because I was in that situation, stone cold sober, and I wasn't used to it. But then that made me sad because I was like, this shouldn't be uncomfortable. And then it's that whole coming back to learning about yourself. And you realize when you're watching other people drink and how they drink, you start to think, okay, when did I drink? Why did I drink? And when you feel uncomfortable, so say someone's trying to get you up on the dance floor. How many people are like, no, 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 I'm not drunk enough to dance or I only dance when I'm drunk. Because I went to a work party. I was less than a year sober, less than six months, I think. I went to a work party. Everyone was trashed. I was sober. Everyone starts dancing. And I'm like, oh, I want to dance. But then I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable because I was like, well, I can't dance because I'm not drunk. And because I'm not drunk, people will know I'm not drunk. So when I'm dancing sober, they know that that is how I dance sober. And that's embarrassing and I feel uncomfortable and I don't want to do it. Now, lucky for me, my fiance couldn't give two about what anyone thinks of him. Couldn't give two 
bit about how he dances. So he dragged me up there, stone cold sober, both of us, both of us completely sober and we danced the night away. We were dancing better, harder than everybody else. And you know what? We were having a good time. And I realized I don't give two craps about what anyone else thinks because I'm having a good time. And let's face it, if you're stone cold sober and everyone else around you is drunk, they're probably not even going to remember you dancing or whatever anyway. But as I said, when you do go to these events, parties, whatever, and you're surrounded by people who are drinking, notice the moments where you feel uncomfortable. Maybe it's talking to certain people or just talking to people generally. Do you feel uncomfortable in that crowded setting, having to speak to people and being sober doing it? Because what I've realized for myself is that obviously when you're drunk, you don't care what you say, really. You're very loose and very open and you can talk to people all night. You kind of have somewhat of an endless energy. Obviously it fizzles towards the end of the night, but you can go hours and hours and hours talking, dancing, whatever. When you're sober, you realize that you have a limited capacity, right? You can sit and you can talk to people and have a good time for like an hour or two, but then you feel like you need to go home and you feel like you need to be by yourself, especially when you've been sober and everyone else has been drunk because obviously when people are drinking, there is a progression. Now you can sit and talk to people and have a good conversation at the beginning of a party by the end of it you got no chance. People aren't making sense. They want to talk about ridiculous things. They're all over the place. You can't even follow what they're trying to say. And you are just not on the same level, right? You are not on the same level. And you reach a point and you're like, okay, it's time for me to leave. <laughs> but you know what? That's amazing. And you know why? Because when you want to leave, you leave. You most likely jump in your car because you're sober and you can drive yourself home. And then you go to bed at a reasonable time and you wake up the next day and you feel great. <laughs> I mean, I have, I feel like I haven't really emphasized the obvious things about quitting alcohol, like not having a hangover in the morning and having a disgusting hangover poo. I do not miss those. Or finding a kebab half eaten on the couch or even finding puke next to your bed, in the bed, whatever states that you would personally get in, right? But I did mention, obviously you save a lot of money. You are not putting toxic poison into your body, which is always good. But this is a major benefit, not getting into those states. And you have a deep gratitude when you are, especially when you are watching the progression of people getting more and more drunk. Yeah, you just feel grateful that you're not them, basically. And that sounds kind of, um, what's the word? Like you're better than they are? That is not what I'm saying at all. It is not, it is not that. It is just a deep gratitude that you have decided for yourself that you're not gonna drink and that you are going to value your time and you are going to dedicate your time to something other than drinking and drugging. You are going to learn about yourself. You are gonna try new things. You are gonna enjoy your life in a different way. Now, I'm just gonna quickly take you through kind of a very quick rundown of my years of sobriety and how my mindset has shifted. And then I'm just gonna take you through some of the major benefits. I've obviously mentioned some of this stuff already, but just wanna highlight it and kind of chunk it together, you know? So my first year, as I said, I was in a very advantageous position. I wasn't around people partying and drinking and drugging and all of that. If you are, it's gonna look very different for you. And I'm not gonna try and sugarcoat it. It's probably gonna be more difficult than it was for me. 
but I would recommend if you have to go into a little bit of an isolation period you know, cut yourself off a little bit from people, spend that time alone and figure yourself out because it is invaluable. Once you understand yourself and you have that confidence in yourself and you know where you wanna take your life and what you stand for and how you're gonna deal with things, especially when you're in those situations where you are just surrounded by people who are drinking and drugging and probably trying to pressure you into it. Isolation can be a great thing. It sounds bad, especially since the pandemic, right? Going into isolation, quarantine, whatever, but it can be so valuable and you can learn so much about yourself and it can make this whole thing a lot easier. Because in a lot of ways, I was in isolation as well because yeah, COVID hit and we were all in isolation, right? But for me, it worked out quite well. I made the most of it, you know? So yeah, first year was fairly simple. It is weird though, you're thinking about drinking, right? And you're thinking about drugging. And even if you're solid in the fact that you wanna stop and you're not interested in doing it anymore, your brain will still be like, no, we can. No, maybe we can this week. Oh, it'll be fine. Let's go out and drink. And oh, it's not a big deal. Like your brain will try and convince you that that you can still drink, that you wanna drink, that it's not that bad, that you can have one here and there. And when the weekends roll around, you'll be like, oh, I should go out drinking or, oh, I normally go out drinking. Oh, okay, what am I gonna do, right? It, it took a little bit of time to quieten that down, right? Because it's habit. Going out and drinking is pure habit. It is ingrained in you. If you've done it for long enough and the weekends is when you do it. You know what I mean? It's just a habit. It is what you do. You don't really think about it. So when you cut that off, obviously your brain's gonna be like, uh, uh, I don't know what to think about. I don't know what to do because all we do is go out and drink. Like what am I meant to do now, right? But after the first year, that quietens down a lot. When you replace things, so like I've said, when you're learning about yourself, read some books, go out in nature, do some exercise, connect to yourself, understand yourself. When you're doing those kinds of things, self-improvement, spiritual practices, all of that, filling your time with other stuff. Yeah, slowly but surely, you're not gonna miss drinking. You're not gonna think about it as much. So that's kind of the first year's focus. That's what I did, focusing on understanding myself, connecting to myself and finding new things to fill my time with. Now the second year, like I said, a little bit unique because we had just gone through COVID and all of that. And then the second year was kind of when I was really tested by being around friends and family, going to parties and all of that. But second year, even so it was like, I was still very solid. So even though there were tests, it was kind of like, oh, here's a test. And I'd be like, "Uh, no, no, I'm good. It wasn't as, it wasn't as difficult as in the first 12 months because my mind wasn't really thinking about it as much. My mind would just think about it in those situations. And I'd recognize that, right? I'd be like, no, I'm only thinking about having a drink because I'm around everyone who is having a drink. When I'm not in that situation, I don't really think about it. And that's the thing too, you slowly stop thinking about it stop entertaining the idea. You're just not really that interested in it. Now, by my third year, I was not interested in alcohol whatsoever. Like whatsoever. Even if we went out and we were around people who were drinking, I never ever thought, oh, I want a drink. Oh, maybe I'll have a drink. It didn't really feel like a test. I was just like, no, I don't drink. Not gonna drink, not interested in drinking. Now this last year is very interesting because Like I just said, I was very solid. I wasn't bothered about drinking, but now I'm appalled by the fact that alcohol is legal, that people are drinking and don't think about it. And like I've already said, it makes me sad that people are conditioned to drink. It's the norm and it's 
legal and it is pure poison. All of this stuff about certain alcohol and alcohol in moderation is actually good for you is all being debunked. And I have zero desire to ever put alcohol in my body ever again. I see absolutely no benefits whatsoever. So my third year, like I said, I just wasn't really bothered, but then I didn't really think about it. But now I am genuinely like, what the hell is this substance that everyone just consumes? And why is it legal? And it makes me mad, right? But mostly sad. But I'm also at a point where I'm on a spiritual journey. Maybe you're not, cool, doesn't matter. But I'm on a spiritual journey. I'm very much trying to connect to myself to the world, to other people, to understand existence and this experience that I'm having as a human and what my soul means and my spirit and all of that kind of thing. And I, just, I just find it fascinating, right? Like humans are so complex, intuition and emotions and coincidences and those kinds of things, all of that, I just find it very, very interesting. And there's this whole movement not movement, I think they call it like the psychedelic revolution, something like that. Obviously a lot of people these days are experimenting with psilocybin and microdosing and using psychedelics, even big doses of psychedelics to have spiritual experiences, to connect to a reality that we cannot see without those substances. And that fascinates me. And I haven't drank and I haven't done drugs for four years. Because as I've said, I was using drugs and alcohol in a problematic way. I was using them to escape and to numb my feelings. But now I am in a very, very secure position. I know who I am. I am confident in myself. I am on the spiritual journey. And the main test that I face right now, or maybe not test, that's probably not the right word, but uh, I can't think of the word, but I'm somewhat torn between staying completely sober as i've said alcohol i would be very surprised if i ever touched it again it does it repulses me i'm at that stage i just don't get it anymore right it's i get it but i don't i just can't now that i've worked on myself so much now that i know so much about alcohol and its effects and and just watching people drink and i just have no desire whatsoever but psychedelics and that kind of thing and it's interesting because when i was younger before i really did anything i was always like if I'm gonna take drugs, I'm gonna take psychedelics because I wanna have a different experience. I wanna experience this world in a different way. I wanna see different things, right? That is what I always said. And funnily enough, I never touched psychedelics when I did take drugs, I took other shit. But now hearing people talk about their psychedelic experiences, taking psychedelics and those kinds of things for their spiritual journey to go deeper within themselves, that interests me and fascinates me. And I'm like, maybe I would be interested in doing something like that. But then there is also the argument of, well, is that reality? Is taking psychedelics a different form of reality? Do you connect? Or is it just another way to escape in a way? And I can't tell you, I have no idea because I haven't done psychedelics. I don't know what my experience would be like, but this is kind of the dilemma, that's the word, the dilemma that I'm currently facing. And it's not huge, I don't think about it all day, every day, but it is something that's there in the back of my mind, right? I love being sober, I love that I do not sedate myself, that I am not intoxicated, that my state of mind, body is not altered by substances. But I do have that kind of like, oh, well, I would be interested in some sort of psychedelic experience to see if I could 
tap into a different side of myself, into a different side of life to enhance my life. And that's the thing I wanna stress is that my outlook on taking substances has completely changed. I never have the desire to take substances when I feel low. And this is the main thing. When you get sober, you have to find ways to soothe yourself. You have to find ways to deal with your problems, right? To deal with your emotions. Because if you just turn to a drink or if you just turn to a drug, you're not dealing with things, you're numbing things, you're escaping things. And this is one of the most powerful things that I've learned. When I'm feeling low, I know what to do now. I don't have to turn to any kind of substance. I can journal and get all of my thoughts out on paper. I can meditate and clear my mind. I can do yoga and move my body and clear my emotions that way. I can speak to my partner openly. I have all of these tools to get me through things when they're tough. I know how to pick myself up. And I also know when I'm low, but I need to just work through that and just move through it, just feel it and let it run its course. And when I am low, I know that I won't stay there. And when I do get a little bit low now, it is nowhere near as bad as it used to be. And I think I've just automatically moved on to the benefits that I wanted to outline here. I cannot stress enough how amazing it is to be able to understand yourself and know yourself and know how to deal with yourself through anything. Now, I'm also not gonna kid you, it takes work. I mean, you could get sober, you could not drink or drug ever again. Doesn't mean you're doing any kind of work on yourself because quite frankly, some people cannot be bothered. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work to figure yourself out. But I think that being sober is definitely a very good stepping stone to getting there. If you can step back and have that self-awareness and go into situations and observe things and observe yourself and actively try and learn about yourself, your life is gonna train, change dramatically. Even if you do that and you do still drink, because a lot of people do, a lot of people still drink and go out and drug and all of that. But even so, even if you're just being sober curious and you're sober here and there, if you're working on yourself alongside that, you're gonna shift your perspective and your mindset around drinking and drugging. And chances are you'll have a, have a much better relationship with drinking and drugging if you do continue to do it anyway. But yeah, other benefits, like I said before, more money, that's always good. More money to spend on other things, to figure out other ways to have fun. I feel so much better, I'm so much healthier. I've educated myself on ways to increase my health, drinking certain teas and not popping certain pills and this kind of thing. And yeah, when you're on a self-improvement journey alongside being sober or sober curious, I feel like it just propels you into such a great life. And there's kind of a snowball effect. You stop drinking, then you start to learn about yourself. Then you get all of these tools to deal with things and you find out what you like, what you don't like, what you tolerate and what you will not tolerate. Then you start to educate yourself more on things because you start to gain more interest in things because you have more mental capacity and you have more time. So then you start to learn about stuff and then you go down rabbit holes and all of this. And I don't know, I feel like, the benefits are endless. However, you do, again, outlining that you need to have self-improvement alongside this journey. Because again, if you're just sober, you're just sober. If you're not doing anything with that extra time, if you're not working on your mindset, if you're not trying to figure yourself out, then you're just gonna be sat there and you're gonna be sober. 
you might figure out what to do with your time now that you don't drink and you might fill that with something much better than going out and drinking and drugging but i think it is vital for all of us whether you drink whether you don't to be trying to improve ourselves trying to connect to ourselves and understand ourselves on a deeper level because because i can't even explain the benefits i am so much more content like i said if i get a little bit low it's just a little bit low and i know that i'm fine i do not plummet to the ground and lie there and wonder if i will ever get back up and i've been there i've been in that mindset i don't get there anymore so if being sober curious if trying to be completely sober can get you on that path i encourage it left right and center do it try it see how you get on leave me comments dms all of that ask me questions i'm here for all of it it honestly feeds my soul when people talk to me about their journeys and we can share things. That's why I'm doing this podcast, right? But before I start rambling, please rate and review if you've made it this far. Subscribe if you are watching on YouTube. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening.